I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top-draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with SwiftCover.com. For car insurance, don't wait in line. Go online. Get a life. Get Swift covered. Absolute Radio. So, this is the uh, Frank Skinner. I've heard already. I ate it when you were uh, early on. Uh, the Frank Too Skinner old podcast. human. Yeah, it is. <laughs> to forgive, of course. He's uh, divine. divine. <laughs> Uh, yes, so this is uh, the Frank Skinner podcast for Absolute Radio, and I'm with, uh, as usual, Emily and Gareth, but Katie Brand. Hello. Who was on the show as, as Hong Around. Yeah, I'm Emily. Nice we liked her. Nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the show has got, obviously, we'll have Katie Brand on. Yeah. It was, it was very funny, don't you think, Katie? I really enjoyed is it. Is it one of the best things you've ever done? I think it is. I think it's the best thing I've ever done. Oh, well, done. That, that's quite a, a recommendation. I feel, I feel changed somehow inside a little bit. Yes. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go back and look at everything I've done so far. And reevaluate. And your whole I do career. that every day. Yeah. <laughs> if I looked at everything I've done so far, it'd be a very depressing <laughs> afternoon indeed. <laughs> now, so we have uh, so Katie's on, and then we talk about um, stuff. Talked about you meeting Paul McCartney. Yeah, me meeting yeah. Paul McCartney. We talked about. We talked about um, Emily's love life that we talk about every week. Yeah. And which uh, I think is some pretty promising developments. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think, and all that will be revealed. And this is like um, this is like the beginning of like an episode of ER where you kind of <laughs> just tell everyone, you know, like in little flashpoints what's coming up, but you don't want to give too much away. It's an overture, yeah. to the podcast. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's nice. the way I see. It. Yeah, and Gareth it was talking about his wife's fear of light bulbs. Yeah, mm. which she's is, having a baby. Yeah, and apparently pregnant women they don't they don't like the light bulbs. I don't like um, uh, green light bulbs. You know, like as in climate change light bulbs. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. What the smell? I don't like the. No, no, no! Don't get excited. Your wife is crazy. <laughs> uh, I like. Um, I uh, no, I like. Um, I don't like the colour that it makes because the back of my flat overlooks the back of the sort of next streets flats. If you see what I mean, and it yes. used to be this lovely kind of quite magical set of windows with lovely lights and but now the the um the green light bulbs sort of have a slightly different quality to them and it doesn't look as nice but they're not green no but i mean as in green as in they yeah. help the environment you know the long lasting light bulbs i never knew that yeah if you it changes the quality of the light it's not it's not a nice color well this is just the sort of facts we'll be discovering <laughs> <laughs> on this the radio show <laughs> Enjoy. Absolute. It's Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily and Gareth. Hello. What else do we have to say? We're here until 10 o'clock, and Katie Brand is our special guest today. She'll be along after 9 o'clock. That's a most professional she opening. A clap. No, she doesn't get the oh, guests okay. don't get a clap, they get a slight nod as they come in. <laughs> as if you're passing someone who you often pass on the way to work, but you don't know their name. That's what they get on this show. All right. So, um, yes, what a week. Can I just tell you before we go any further, something very, very exciting happened to me this week. I mean, I've, I've met a few celebrities, but occasionally you meet someone who makes your whole skin go... <laughs> I don't know if your skin ever does that. I, oh, man. Anyway, I went to see uh, Waiting for Godot, um, which is a, a play, in case yes. you don't know it, in, uh, in the West End. And then we went to the party after, and it was in this posh hotel where there was like a swimming pool in the room. Wow. And I'm frightened of water, so the smell of the chlor... Is it chlorine or chloride? Chlorine. Yeah, the chloride smell... Chloride does something very horrible, I think. 
Does, I thought it was good for your teeth. One of them is good for your teeth. Oh. One drowns That's fluoride. you. One's good for your anyway, teeth. chlorine. Anyway, yeah. So we're in, a, we're in this thing, me and my girlfriend, and on the opposite side of the pool there's this couple standing chatting, and I said, hold on a minute, is that Paul McCartney? And she said, oh, yeah, I think it is. And I went, oh, and I started slightly hyperventilating. And I'm, slight, I'm frightened of celebrities. I never go over and talk to them in case I don't know who I am and I make a terrible fool of myself. Um, but I, I said, if I leave here without having spoken to Paul McCartney, I'll never forgive myself. So I started walking over slightly. Oh, God, is he just going to oh, say... Paul McCartney. I oh, know, Paul yeah. McCartney. So <laughs> Were you I, scared? I would have been so scared. I was scared. just so excited. And I got about halfway there. Did you have to swim across? No, no, I had to. <laughs> you went that, that was the one thing that would have kept me from him. That's what he should have done. He, he should have been on a lilo in the middle. <laughs> Leave me alone. I don't want to be bothered by people. That's what he should have been doing. You can come and see me in the yellow submarine if you want. That's Ringo. He wasn't there, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, I want to know. So anyway, so uh, I was halfway there and he looked up and he gave me the distinctive Paul McCartney thumbs up and I oh, thought... Hey. Yeah, that was me <laughs> clapping, by the way, in case you're wondering what that was. And um, and so I went over and, man, he, we spoke for about ten minutes. I mean, he tried to get rid of it, but he, but he couldn't. What did uh, he say? He was, oh, he was just really friendly and lovely. And um, I, uh, I, I, there was something I'd read about him. Um, Bertrand Russell... Are you familiar with Bertrand Russell? He's one of the great philosophers. He wrote uh, The History of Western Philosophy. And I'd read somewhere that Paul had gone round his house to talk to him. And I asked him about this, and I said, how did that... He said, oh, someone just told me, you know, that he, this, they told me his address in Chelsea, so I just went and knocked on his door, like, to talk about philosophy. Like, not that he knew anything about it. He said, he just sat me down and explained the British political system. And I said, it's, it's great. That, that's what people did before Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> they just knocked on the doors of famous people that they spoke to. But there was one terrible moment. I'm talking too much because I want you to know that Emily and Gareth are here and they're a very, very equal part of the team. But I'm this too excited to stop. Yeah. There was a bit where, when you're at these posters, there's always people walking around with plates. And I, I sent someone behind me and I thought, go away, I'm talking to Paul McCartney. <laughs> and he said... Uh, do you want some of those, Frank? And I turned around and I said, oh, yeah, I will. And it was, I picked it up, it was a beef burger. And I thought, oh, no, it was a trap. He was oh, obviously no. tested whether I'd ever be his best friend or not. And now I can't because I've picked up meat. Yeah. But I said, I actually said, ooh, are you all right with this? <laughs> yeah, I ate it as fast as I possibly could. But, oh, man, it was it was. And just... did you meet Nancy as well? What's she like? Nancy. That's the girlfriend, isn't it? Well, I spoke to her a lot, but oh, okay. I didn't. I, I'm not as up on the uh, the showbiz and the partnerships this year. She seemed very nice, and uh, and at the end of it, I was with my girlfriend, and he says to me, "So have you two got a baby?" And I said, "No." I thought, God, does he want one? I'd get you on. I'd get you on easy off the internet. And uh, he said, have a baby. He said, uh, you know, he said, you've got to have a baby. And now I feel that we do have to have a baby because Paul McCartney... That's royal so. decree. I think yeah. you have to. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'll call it Eleanor Rigby if it's a girl. What about that? <laughs> but, worse still, another guy came up to me at the party and he said, I notice you're standing with your back to me. Are you hiding? And I said, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, nah, I just, you know. And he said, uh, he chatted, and he said, uh, so uh, how long are you staying? And I said, uh, well, I'll probably go in about 20 minutes. He said, no, no, I meant in the UK. <laughs> and I said, well, I, I don't, you know, I don't know, really. Depends when I die. And he said, no, when are you going back to South Africa? 
And I thought, oh, I don't know what you're that, talking about. So was he, he was talking to you like he knew you? Yeah, I, he obviously thought I was someone else, but I can't think who, who that would be who was going to go back to... From South Africa? Yeah. Who spends a lot of time there? Didn't Mark Thatcher? Did I'm not I, saying you look like Mark Thatcher. Did he think I was Zola Bod? <laughs> I was barefoot by this stage, with just like little running shorts and a vest with a number on. No, I don't know who he thought I was. But he Did was you ha- put him out of his misery? No, I, I completely went. I said, now I'm sticking with dear old Blighty there. I mean, what was I talking about? <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was very... I hate that when somebody thinks you're someone you aren't or you think that... Oh, it's horrible. I had a bad experience of that once. Do you remember a band called A1? Yeah, oh, God, yeah. 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 You don't and really... Was, was, I, do, I, do I do remember okay. A1, yeah. They ben, was it Ben on Celebrity Big Brother? Recently? Yes, that's yes, the one. It was right. him, in fact, the story involves. And it was a party, and this was, this was a long time ago. This was at least ten years ago so I was about 27 thought I looked quite nice that <laughs> thought I looked quite nice that night and he was you know not that much younger than me I'm chatting away to him and this woman walked over and she went oh my god I know who you are and I thought oh she obviously thinks I'm Ben's girlfriend and I said really and she said yeah it's you isn't it and I went oh who and I kind of blushed and she went you're Ben's auntie aren't you oh I know no. how horrible is that <laughs> but you can have a young auntie well, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, the word auntie. It's not I mean, what you want to hear when you're no, chatting not, to a No, not when you're guy. chatting someone up. Trying <laughs> no. to I mean, yeah, I bet no one ever says that to Demi Moore. <laughs> you know, you Demi Ashton's Moore. auntie. Because she's going out with Ashton Kutcher, isn't she? Uh, Sorry, you've been hanging back. around with Emily, haven't you? I've got to tell you, I've got a bad back, right? Which is a very bad thing for a DJ to say, because we're supposed to sound as young as we possibly can. And I tell you how I got this bad back. How tragic is this? I had a bad shoulder, and I went to see a physiotherapist, and she gave me uh, some exercises to do for my bad shoulder, and the exercises have given me a bad back. <laughs> God help me! And Paul McCartney, who is what is what is he sixty seven, was in absolute brilliant nick. Absolute. That was Jet by Wings. I used to be in the Wings fan club. Did you? Yeah, I was in two, now three fan clubs. I was in Elvis Presley's fan club, Wings, and Gary Glitter. Well, I, I've been in the Blur fan club, and I was also in the Beano fan club. Ah, and you got a, you got a Nasher badge and a Dennis the Menace badge if you're in. I remember. Oh, I was in that fan the club. Fluffy one, the fluffy. Nanny I was the VIP though. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about who you know in the comics <laughs> business. <laughs> Cool, I've got an email here about mistaken identities and maybe one of these people might, Frank, because it's, look, it's lookalikes for Frank and maybe one of these people are the ones who have been to South Africa that the man was talking oh, about. Oh, OK. So it says, Dear Frank, and this is a bit of a funny email, just to warn you. OK, we could do with something a bit funny. <laughs> Dear Frank, I'm never up on a Saturday morning to listen to you, so I thought I would email you now. I'm sure somebody must have told you you look a bit like Tony Blair and the singer out of Dire Straits. A bit of both, really. I was wondering if anybody has said that you look a cross between Tony Blair and the guy out of Dire Straits. So does that does mean... Does he mean no- Mark Knopfler? Mark- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Mark Knopfler. He could have Googled him if he's going to go so far as to send a look-alike yeah. email. Guy. So does that mean if you were to clone Tony Blair and the singer out of Dire Straits, yes. the baby would turn out to be you? Interesting science. I'm sure there are scientists out there that would agree. Interesting, indeed. A Paul fan and the muffins. Yeah. That's a bit bizarre. 
It's a bit like um, the fly machine. Do you remember when Jeff Goldblum gets into that machine and the fly gets in with it with him and he comes out half half each? Mm. Yeah. That's what it would be like if Mark Knopfler and Tony Blair had mm. gone into the fly machine. This is one of those funny ones because I think when you get something like that into your head, it makes a lot of sense. But then when I think you say it to somebody else... <laughs> you start to seem a bit like a maniac. So thank you, Paul. And but, the but, it's a, but I'll tell you what is a good... We, I, I'd be interested to hear listeners' mistaken identity things mm. because mm. you don't have to be a celebrity. I mean, it's, it's always... No. People have always thought I'm... So I've got such a sort of blank face. Yes. It's like it's like a sort of Mr Potato Head <laughs> without any of the things stuck in it. <laughs> so people have always, my whole life, yeah. mistaken me for other people. No, I was, I was once at a wedding and... Um, just standing there and this little girl ran up to me and threw her arms around me and gave me the biggest hug ever and I thought oh that's really nice and then she looked up at me and saw my face and screamed that could have she been. obviously thought I was somebody else that could have been tricky <laughs> and you did was that. it the crankies wedding <laughs> wedding party <laughs> oh. you know calling your mum at school teach no your teacher mum oh yeah we've yeah. all done yeah. that we've all done that oh, yeah. Yeah. things like so yeah, mistake. And then crying days. afterwards, obviously. Yeah. At the shame. Yes, yeah, so that that is bad. So speaking of um, dating, <laughs> <laughs> I want tell tell the story about the date. I'm fascinated by Emily's dating story. Um, I feel reluctant to now because Neil Francis keeps going on about how my love life. He's called me needy and pathological this morning. <laughs> yeah, but I think to me that's an elaborate flirtation ceremony. Oh, is it? Oh God, yeah. I, I mean, needy—that that always draws me. <laughs> <laughs> he's pulling your pigtails, Emily. That's what he's doing. Well, as like. long as that's all he's pulling. So, hey. <laughs> um, I decided to uh, seek out this website this week called IntelligentPeople.com. And the idea is kind of <laughs> not like, latest in any way. <laughs> well, a little bit latest, but it's it's kind of like a social networking site, but for more discerning people. Social networking site that just means find a partner, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. So I had a look on it, but I soon discovered that in order to browse on it, I had to pass a very basic, simple intelli- IQ test. I use. I've always used that with girlfriends. Yeah. It seems like, no, you make them watch Laurel and Hardy films and they have to laugh in the right place. That's correct. Yeah. I have done that as a test in the past. <laughs> Go on, carry on. So anyway, so I thought, well, this will take... It, was, it didn't take very long, the test. I thought, all right, I'll just get this preliminary over, over and done with. <laughs> Began doing the test. I'm afraid you have failed to qualify for intelligentpeople.com. You have one more go. Oh, no. And to make it worse, Paul, the producer, did it and he passed. <laughs> well, that, the, the office, there's, this there's makes, a fault in yeah, the machine. There's a glitch in the system. The yeah, that, there's a virus. There's a virus. <laughs> yeah, but it was all mathematical things. It was all left-brain problem-solving things. If they asked me to write a sonnet, I would have done that happily. Mm. So, who, is, who is Paul McCartney with in this picture? And you absolutely <laughs> fine. Exactly. Yeah, as long as it was me. And yeah. then you'd have said, it's, well, it's Mark Knopfler, but he's been mixed <laughs> with Tony Blair. God, what? Two blokes who look quite similar, actually. Mm. Now I come to think about it. It's just levels of boldness is all that, that separates them. Mm. Oh, God. Absolute. The phone-in this morning, I'm calling it a phone-in in a professional way, is um, have you ever been involved in a mistaken identity? So Kirsty says, a cousin of mine apparently chatted with someone at length thinking it was me. She's in Leeds, I moved away years ago, and she's asking this girl, what are you doing back, where are you living? <laughs> girl was very confused when my cousin had to wriggle out of it. It is. I met someone at a, at a gig one night, and he said, "I." The thing is, if people come and say, "How are you doing, Frank?" They could just be people who've like seen me on stuff or whatever. So I said, "How are you doing?" And then he mentioned a couple of people who we both knew, and I thought, "Oh, he does know, but I don't know who he is." 
I ended up going for a meal with him and his wife and two <laughs> friends. I spent the entire <laughs> evening, and I've never to this day worked out who, who he was. <laughs> You're joking. I reckon yeah. you could, if you wanted to go up to a celebrity, and you, you could you can hoax them, because but no one wants to say, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are, so you just yeah. go with you. You could go, oh, man, you could end up living with Kate play, yeah. Moss. Um... Dave in Canterbury, morning Frank and team. I was walking down the road, recognised the voice, and behind um, one of the girls I was behind, so I gave her bummer slap and promptly got slapped in the face. It wasn't her. Mm. I realised some of that didn't make sense. I no, saw well, that email. I, I thought though. that was an anagram of a good email. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed it was from somebody called Cider Dave. Yeah. So I'm not well, sure. Well, Cider trust... Dave, I imagine he's slapping women's buttons <laughs> yeah. at random all the time. When he's... Is he from the West Country, Cider Dave? I have an image of him in an agricultural <laughs> smock. That's how I'm seeing Cider Dave. Oh, look at that button. That'll be. Oh, in her. Oh, heck. Like a character in a constable painting. I'm like inside a day. No, he's up, even though he's inside a day, but he's up this time of a Saturday morning, so he's not bothered about a hangover. <laughs> what is the best job in the world? That's what I'd like to know. The best job in the world? Well, I'd, see, it could be this, mm. couldn't it? This, this has got to be up there. Mm. But there was a bloke on telly this week who was actually wearing a T-shirt saying the best job in the world because he got supposedly the best job in the world. That's that's right, but it and he's like the caretaker of the Barrier Reef. So a caretaker is the best job in the world. <laughs> yeah. Caretaker of the Barrier. I'm imagining him in one of those brown coats, you know, <laughs> caretakers where bringing in a big tray of toilet rolls and some uh, some vim, some school milk as well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and having having to put sawdust on some sick in the Barrier Reef. He's getting a lot of money, though, isn't he? 74 grand for six months' work. That's not bad. But what, if you're the caretaker of the Barrier Reef, what do you do? Just keep an eye on the coral levels. He has to feed the fish. He has to open You don't have it. to feed the fish <laughs> in the Barrier Reef. They should let them fend for themselves. <laughs> He's got to do snorkelling, hasn't he? He's got to go, I guess, just check that it's all still there. He's got to open mail. Have you ever been? Have, have either of you two been to the Barrier Reef? No. No. It's not my kind of place. Would you like that job? Do no, you think that's no. Good? Life's a flip-flop <laughs> if you've got that job. And I don't like that. I, you know, I don't like water. I'm not keen on the beach. I don't like the beach. I don't like water. Oh, you miserable pair. I can't swim. I'm frightened <laughs> oh, yeah. of water. If I was in a barrier reef, I'd just be in my caretaker's hot. <laughs> thinking, oh, God, I can't go outside. I might get drowned. Besides, there's like giant jellyfish and that in the barrier reef, aren't there? Mm. Sharks. Squid. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Hake. Ray. Manta rays. Yeah. Um, Manta rays. Yeah. So you're not big on beach holidays, then, I take it? You well, too. because I, I can't swim at beach holidays. I went to Grenada once in uh, in the Caribbean. You know, that Grenada. There's one in Spain as well, I think. And it was it was all people doing stuff on the beach, and I just sat there and I got a nice Yes, yeah, they do stuff on the beach. Yeah, that to me is, is not a... It's not a holiday. Absolute. That was the four Australians in Europe, and this, with any luck, is our jingle. Saturday morning! Oh, it never sounded better, did it? <laughs> oh, it's begun. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> we feel like, I feel like we that's 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 the beginning now. of the show. Yeah. Well you're you're writing off everything we've done before. <laughs> I have sweated blood this morning. We're a bit late. But... Yeah, that's all right. So we went for uh, we went for a pizza, didn't we, locally yes. in, in, in central London. Yeah. I know not everyone listening to this show is in London. Most of them are in the West Midlands as far as I can work out. Because we meet up for a chat before we do the show. 
Yeah, we're, we're friends. We we've be- we've become friends. Yeah, co- yeah, exactly. Maybe. It doesn't exactly happen that way, but yeah. No. So we had a pizza, and I, it has long been my view, and I, I once saw one of the characters on Futurama say this, and I thought that's correct, that if a pizza doesn't have an anchovy on it, it isn't a pizza. Mm. In my, so there was no pizzas in this place with anchovies, but anchovies did feature in their side topic, their toppings. Mm. Sorry. So I said, uh, "Well, I'll have the anchovies uh, as a, as, a, as an extra topping," and the waitress said, "Well, it won't actually be on top there. It'll be on the side, and it'll be cold." <laughs> so um, I said, well, "Well, could you, you know, put them on the pizza and warm them up?" And she said, "No, they can't do that." case you're allergic so the idea that someone who's allergic to anchovies would select that as their extra topping but they wouldn't put it on so i had to eat cold anchovies from a side pot it was very misleading wasn't it because they were under a section extra toppings toppings Mm. and it had anchovies other things you could have but they wouldn't put it on top of the pizza. No. But who would order a dish of a side dish of cold anchovies anyway? Maybe a sea lion. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how many of those go in there, but other than that, nobody. It got a bit heated, didn't it? Well, it, the, the anchovies didn't. <laughs> but no, it did. Well, I, I, I'm not one to have a go. I mean, the waitress was, was lovely and looked a bit like Colleen Nolan, which I... Uh, not Colleen Nolan, Colleen um, Rooney. Uh, so I warmed to her, but... Um, she was nice. I warmed to her, but the anchovies didn't. No. We could carry on like this all night. <laughs> we even asked for a candle so that you could warm the anchovies Yeah, but I think up. by then we'd moved into irony. Mm. I yeah. think you would agree. <laughs> But I couldn't believe it. No. I mean, I'm not one to launch a protest. I mean, I've half a mind to name and shame the no. place, if I, I can remember the name Why of it. It was we? Fire and Something, it was called. Fire and Water! <laughs> Funny I had freeze Fire and Water. It was Something moment. in Stone. Um, was it? Oh, oh no. Fire. Maybe it was Fire and Stone. Fire yeah, and I think so- it was. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm not, I mean, the pizza was nice yeah, when it, was, it came, it but a topping they has to be on top. toppings on the top. Yeah, that makes, that makes absolute sense to me. Um, uh, we're just talking about the best job. I think a good phone-in. What about this for a phone Let's turn everything into a phone-in. Best topping I've had on the side of a pizza. <laughs> now, I thought, what about best job and worst job as a phone Sounds good. Job, I mean, it doesn't have to be both, but if either the best job or the worst job you've ever had. What's the worst job you've ever had, Em? Have you ever had I a bad a, job? Yeah, I was a greeter in Gap. You know those people who stand <laughs> at the door and say, Hi, good morning and welcome to Gap. I did that for a long time. Before going to university, on my year off, I did that. I imagine you'd be quite good at that. Do you, do you then steer them towards uh, buying something? Yeah, but it was there's so much shoplifting going on because it was in Oxford Street, oh, London. Okay. So every, I would just end up being part greeter, part security guard. Try not really. to get stabbed, really. Yeah. Point people at the clothes <laughs> and play. Just say, help, help yourselves. Just not, don't, not the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's strange because it's an American idea because the company's American. But British people don't take kindly to someone going, Hi, welcome to Gap. They don't like it at all. They look at you really suspiciously. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, I like know. it. I like the. I used to have a job in Gap, just trying to get the customers to concentrate. I used to say, "Mind." Oh the Gap. God! Absolute. I think we might have solved the mystery of the man who asked me when I was going back to South Africa. Yes, Len from Ascot says, "Frank, the missus thinks you were mistaken for Stephen Tomkinson. They thought you were going back to South Africa for filming Wild at Heart." Oh, that may- and you do look a little bit like it. No, yeah. I, someone once. Uh, I was uh, received an offer to to be his brother, in it, not to be well, his brother by his parents. <laughs> yeah, it's a sort of a very very light surrogacy deal. 
Uh, Celebrity sibling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, so I was asked to play Stephen Tomkinson's brother. So that could, now that that could be it. What is Wild at Heart then? It's Should sh- I know that? I think um, he goes to South Africa. It's a sort of Sunday tea time mm. show, and Amanda Holden used to be in it. About wildlife. It's a drama. Yeah. Wildlife. No wildlife. Are they going in balloon? A hot the- air balloon? Oh, I've never heard of the, the thing. No, I haven't ever. So seen it's it. it's 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 not a drama. It's a. It is a drama. Gareth's talking rubbish. No, it is it. Yes. Oh. You must have spotted whether it's a drama or a documentary, <laughs> even from a scant viewing. It's a drama. It's about a family relocating <laughs> in South Africa, and there are loads of animals running around, and everybody. Has that's a great time. Is there not a hot air balloon? No. Well, that would that would Sorry. explain. Well, that's well, that's good. Well, I, if that bloke is listening, I'm not Stephen Tomkinson, but I'm sure he is going back to South Africa. So don't panic, because he looked really worried when I said I wasn't going back. Because if I'd done a Stephen Fry disappearing, he obviously thought I was Stephen Tomkinson, but also Stephen Tomkinson had a breakdown and was fleeing. Wild at Heart, the drama stroke documentary. <laughs> Featuring a hot air balloon. Yeah, and I imagine there's tigers in it. Are there tigers in South Africa? Yes. Are there? I've just made that up. I'm not sure there are. <laughs> but perhaps, um, oh no, don't let us know that. I don't need to know that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No. Although I'm, hopefully I'll be going to South Africa for the World Cup. So if I see anything, you know, with black and yellow stripes and big teeth, it'd be as well <laughs> to know that I can uh, I can think, well, that could be a. Uh, shut up, Frank. All right. Avoid it. Yes, that was the Stephen Tompkinson part of me <laughs> arguing. It's like that, um, me, myself and Irene. So I'm, I had, uh, I'm going to the football today. West Brom could be relegated today. Mm, that Aww. means go down. Somewhere. That means go down, yeah, to, to another yeah, to division. Another... Less good. We yes. say less good, but... Oh, I don't know. You seem quite sort of resigned to it and philosophical about well, it. Well, you know, when if you've got a relative who's been ill for, say many many years and you think maybe it'd be a blessed release that's what this season has been a bit like but last last week um as i as i premiered on the show i uh, i think if that's the right word previewed on the show i i went to tottenham as the guest of sir alan sugar even though i've never seen the apprentice and he did talk about the apprentice quite a lot did and he? i just I just changed the subject mm. to things like this chicken is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and I managed to get away with it. I never made any reference. Because I wasn't going to kind of pretend I'd seen it. What sort of things did I you say? I said, is there an air balloon in The Apprentice? <laughs> 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 he said, yeah, when you're going back to it. I said, I've never on it. Sir Alan. <laughs> Are there any tigers in The Apprentice? What uh, sort of things did he say about The Apprentice? Um... He, he talked about... He just talked about the people in it, like I, you know, like yeah, I knew like them. you should know. Yeah. But I was with Adrian Charles, who obviously does know The Apprentice mm. very well, so I could... So he could field questions. But, but it was... I think it was... There was a moment when Sir Alan began an... What about this for a start to an anecdote? He said, I remember when I signed Jürgen Klinsmann on my <laughs> boat in Monaco. I thought, wow! Come on! That's what I call an anecdote. He was actually quite... I liked him. I thought he would be all aggressive and that, but he was, he was very... I tell you what, he was dripping with common sense. Was it? Because we, we talked about things like financial investment. He just sounded like the most sensible, like, correct bloke in the world. I just, I, I, I came to believe in him. If he started a strange cult, I think I would be one of Sir Alan Sugar's followers. Actually, perhaps he has started a strange cult in that um, that's what The Apprentice is. And, of course, I'm not, so don't watch it. Absolute. Oh, I forgot how good that was. So Designed for Life by Manic Street Preachers. Hey, Frank, listen to this email. It says, On the subject of mistaken identity, I mistook the fall for music worth listening because you guys played it. <gasps> no, he's gone too far. Who sent that? 
Um, oh, they've remained anonymous yeah, quite sensibly. Let me just tell you this. That one, if Once you listen to The Fall, you don't want to listen to anything else. If it's up to me, that's all I'd play on this show. It's just <laughs> The Fall, The Fall, The Fall. And I think people who don't like it, they, don't, they have something missing in their souls. That's what I think. On the other hand, someone takes it in Mannix and Frank Skinner, my two favourite things in the whole world. Well, but perhaps they make Mannix depressive. <laughs> Absolute. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily and Gareth, and Katie Brand, our guest, will be a soon. I love mm, her. I think she might be in the building, even. Yeah. I'm very excited to meet her. Um, I was waiting for Gareth to say something then, but if, I, I, have to, I have to fill the gaps. So we talk about something else while Gareth thinks about what he's going to say next? I am. Um, it's very exciting this week. Oh, um, can I just up and relax there? <laughs> Go on. We, um, we, my wife, in case you don't know, listeners, my wife's pregnant. She's going to have it. We're, we're due on the 4th of June, so I think it's three weeks. Oh, wow. So I might be a father. But they can be early or late. I'm they guessing don't... yours will be late. <laughs> <laughs> they don't give you a definite date. You no, we think you they're... can. You can have a sunroof job. Oh, and, uh, uh, and cesarean. Yeah. Is that your word for a cesarean? Is that, isn't that the technical <laughs> term? I don't think you have a glass. <laughs> no, a glass. you could. That would be quite exciting. A womb with a view. That would be excellent. Uh, you're the best. Thank you very much. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, so that's good. So this week we did some exciting landmark things. We packed the bag for the hospital... Oh, really? What? Yes, because it could happen, happen at any moment. But surely the cakes will have gone off if, if you last <laughs> the full three weeks. Yeah, you pack the bag mm. three weeks before it's well, due. Yeah, because you don't want to be rushing around, um, like, looking for, you know, your toothbrush. Well, I hate to tell you, but I feel that might be something of an inevitability, rushing around. Like yeah. You're taking the wife to hospital to have a No, baby. I don't think. Not with gas. Go <laughs> say, come on, Laura, let's go to the hospital. Have you not got a number for a taxi? <laughs> Can you not, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I had no idea that pregnant women packed the bags three. Mm. Do you keep it yeah, by you the have door? To get everything ready. Yeah, you well, you keep it somewhere accessible. Yes, yeah, no point locking it away. <laughs> I find most of the women I've lived with have kept a packed bag <laughs> <laughs> ready at all times. <laughs> also, that the, the um, our travel system arrived. So a, a buggy... Is that, a, and, is that uh, another word for a car? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, like, a you know, the pushchair, but you know, everything clips on, so there's a car seat and a cot and a pram thing, and it all clips on to the okay, same... What, like Transformers? Yeah, like, exactly like Transformers. It's possibly the best thing we've ever owned. It's amazing. A car this seat thing. clips onto the buggy. Yeah, the the car seat clips onto the buggy. There's a there's like well, a cockpit. Is that so you can sort of ride like a sort of motorbike and sidecar thing with the <laughs> yeah, car so seat clips onto? It doesn't make any sense. The, the, yeah. I tell you what, I did find interesting. Mm. something you told me it was about the light bulbs. Yeah, that was fun. Laura because you know you have cravings. Well, Laura's got some aversions to things, and one thing she couldn't stand was the smell of energy saving light bulbs. Have they got a smell? Well, Clearly. no. If you're pregnant, you're probably... Yeah. All, all your senses... Uh, but it's... I can smell... I couldn't smell a thing. No. She's, I don't like the smell of the light bulbs. <laughs> was that what she's like? Are you sure that was I'm terrified to live with that person. <laughs> oh, there's a light bulb. Get off me. Pack your bag. <laughs> Still, if you have a big row, the bag's packed. <laughs> yeah. She's out of there. Absolute. That was Focus, Sylvia, and boy, did I play air guitar like, there's no, <laughs> like there was no tomorrow. Oh. So Katie Brand is with us. Hurrah. Good morning. Woo. 
Um, do you ever play air guitar? Okay. No, I've never played air guitar. Girls don't, do they much? No. No. It's not, there's no sort of phallic uh, significance for girls. Mm-hmm. No, I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess we play air tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a bongo. Yeah, maybe a bongo, yeah. Didn't Amanda Holden play air guitar? Oh, on, no. Uh, on yeah, Britain's she did. Got she was talent. photographed in the paper getting very yeah, she did. It. She did it on the... Because they had a bloke who played uh, Britain's Got... Uh, not played Britain's Got Talent. He played air guitar on Britain's Got Talent. Didn't get through. Oh. I think he, did. <laughs> he didn't mean to play air guitar. He just forgot his... about air guitar. You're not only a musician, you're a craftsman because you've made your instrument. <laughs> The true test, if any of you out there who love air guitar, the true test of the air guitar connoisseur is if it's an Hendrix track, they play left-handed. That's how you test That has rendered the, the studio silent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm good at that. So, Katie, it's yeah. lovely to see it's you. It's nice to see you too. I should say that me and Katie once spent uh, three days in a house with no phones, no television, no internet, completely <laughs> separated no from the world. No newspapers, no radio. Really? What, yeah. for a TV show, I hope? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, we had a whirlwind affair. <laughs> it with was four other people. It was haunted. Oh, it was, it was a haunted, haunted I forgot house. It. I forgot it was haunted. Yeah, that's because the ghost didn't visit you. You were unaffected <laughs> and was, completely oblivious. <laughs> it was a bit of a ladies' man, the ghost. <laughs> it was, it was, though. It was a ladies' None of the men picked up on it at all. It was all of us just going nuts. I can't remember what happened now, didn't it? Um, there was what, a sauna in this house and the sauna started bleeding. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, <laughs> didn't you have a ghostly shower experience? Yes, I did, yes. It was, um, there was a shower in my, uh, as part of my bedroom and I went to sleep for an hour in the afternoon when we arrived and, um, uh, and when I woke up, someone had used my shower and left wet towels all over the floor and when I went downstairs, no one had had a shower and that was just the beginning of it. Mm. It was awful. It's hard because you don't even think of a ghost sort of doing a blue it was show. Quite, it was quite a banal ghost, wasn't it? There was, there was someone said it was an ex-owner of the house and the, the housekeeper, he, the ghost had said to the housekeeper, yeah, I like what you've done with the place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you remember that? The ghost commented on the extension. <laughs> I guess if you're a ghost, what with you being see-through? You have to keep yourself fairly clean. Otherwise yeah. you get less and less what, see-through like as you get groggier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, you know, what, was, what was the programme you were doing? It was called The Bobble. Yeah. The it's been commissioned, I believe. Uh, yeah, it was a pilot. I hope it has, otherwise I've just announced it. It, was a, it will great. be now. Yeah, There'll be loads right. of people really excited. They'll yeah. be booking holidays and then, in fact, there's that it isn't. <laughs> yeah, the idea was that you're hidden from the world for three days mm. and then we went back to a studio. It was me, Katie and Miranda Hart, the um, <clears throat> comedy actress. Yes. And uh, then they asked us questions about the news and showed us clips and that from the news, but some were real and some were made up. And we had to guess. <laughs> Yeah, it's a Which idea. it was a good idea, but the but because none of us had slept, or more, more accurately, Miranda and I hadn't slept because of the ghost. Yeah, there was a slightly sort of hysterical atmosphere <laughs> by the time we got to the studio. Wasn't there? No, I think we should have brought the ghost on as a sort of <laughs> guest. <laughs> he was there. Did you not? Oh no, because oh, no, you were him. <laughs> him. He commented on the lighting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it was showing off some of that dust he'd yeah, got under yeah, his exactly. armpits. Yeah, he went over and had a really long, boring conversation about the tech spec of the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> so, Katie, we, yeah. should, we should start off with a plug. You, oh. your, your new series of um, Katie Brown's Big Ass... Show. Yes, it's coming, show is to, important. coming to us. We um, <laughs> see Sorry, oh my God, I'm in a faux pas. Extraordinaire! Um, we start filming on Monday, so yeah, it'll be on in September. 
So that's it. So, oh, yeah. So, do, do you film kind of every day for what would that be? Two, three months then? Is it flat uh, we out? film, yeah, we film from seven in the morning until eight in the evening every, well, for five, Monday to Friday for seven weeks. And it's the first couple of hours you in the makeup chair being transformed. I get into the makeup chair at seven, between half past six and seven, depending on the character I'm doing. And then, yeah, by eight o'clock, I'm, I'm, uh, it's funny o'clock with me. <laughs> <laughs> I start grumpy and just get progressively more grumpy as the day goes on. That's what, so what time do you get really grumpy? Mm, I think I start getting sort of tearful, like a sort of two-year-old, <laughs> at about 3pm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know when two-year-olds... This show ends at 10. <laughs> two-year-olds sort of uh, stand in front of the mirror crying, looking at themselves crying to make themselves cry even more. That's the kind of... <laughs> Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I oh, get there I, at about I, half past nine, don't I, in this show? Yeah. Oh, right, OK. Yeah, so he, got, he dips a bit. We have we've to, got we'll have about to get eight him a, minutes. Yeah, we have to get him a chocolate bar okay. and stuff. The other thing I'm doing, Frank, would oh. you like to know the other thing? Oh, go on, tell me the other thing, Ben. We'll delay the advert break. OK, well, uh, <laughs> the other thing I'm doing is a live, one-off live show with a load of friends of mine on the, uh, at the Udderbelly on the South Bank on the 12th of July. It's a live show. Well, I think we might get some more details of Do you that. think you might? Just after this. Okay. Absolute. For some reason, I played air bass on that one rather than air guitar. Really? Because I was know. playing air violin on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Were you, did you play it left-handed or right-handed? Well, I always hold the violin in the left hand. I've oh, always okay. the strings are the wrong way around. I think in, in a society that no longer believes in God... The air guitar is generally speaking. Generally speaking, <laughs> that the air guitar is the last trace of belief in the unseen. That's what I think. That's very profound. Okay, <laughs> so there you go. Studio silence. So you were just telling us about a show you were doing on the river. Yeah, <clears throat> I um, it's uh, that basically there's a big venue in Edinburgh called The Underbelly which has multiple venues at the Edinburgh Festival and has a lot of really great acts and they have this huge upside down purple inflatable cow which Mm. is one of their venues which they put up in a big square in Edinburgh and it seats sort of a few hundred people and they brought the cow on the back of a lorry or they've strapped it to the roof rack. How big is the cow? It's huge I think it's uh, it it has room for like two bars and an 800 seat theatre in it I think in the cow yeah in this you inflatable can't, cow you can't carry that on a truck well you? you know I don't know what they've done with it maybe they deflated it packed okay. it up like a tent but they've brought <laughs> it down and they've put it up on the south bank and uh, they're having this sort of two month season of, of comedy gigs lots of one off gigs a couple of runs uh, from uh, big name comedians and I am taking control of uh, one hour on Sunday the 12th of July. What does that mean, taking control? It means that um, I'm going to take all the money and make a load of my friends do the show for free while I go on holiday. No, I'm not. I am going to do the show with some of my friends. Oh, so okay. I get I get to do whatever I want live for that hour on that night. And this is on the South Bank? Yeah, it's called is the Udderbelly on the South Bank. Is this because Melvin Bragg has retired? There's no gap on the South Bank? Yeah, there's a gap on the South Bank. Do you know what? I actually was... Uh, I've been on the South Bank several times and almost, you know... Three, three or four times I've seen Melvin Bragg on the South Bank, and I worry that he doesn't know he can leave. <laughs> Surely he'll he leave just there. has to wander up I and down the South Bank. He won't live there homeless, will he? <laughs> With oh. his Garrick tie. <laughs> I mean, that would be terrible. Um, but yeah, it's on the yeah, 12th of July. You can buy tickets online, you can phone, you can do all those sorts of things. Okay, we might well, even go, I think we should go. And there's loads yeah. of... We can have a, a works out. Yeah. 
Will you? Oh, yeah, have a nice... Like those Japanese factories where you all have to go on holiday together. Do that. <laughs> do that. Yeah, we, actually, we could do that. You know, they start... In Japanese offices, they start with the the, the company song. Do they? Yeah, we should do that yeah, on, on Saturday mornings. Well, with write, song. I'll write a song about okay. you know, <laughs> Absolute and the home of the no-repeat guarantee. Yeah, you should and do that. What does that mean? Is that no-repeat ever from the beginning of Absolute Radio until it ends? Yeah, they've never played the same track twice or indeed said the same word. Oh. Ever. Ever. <laughs> so what, you're Every, just sort of, there's a list, there's a, a massive list. You're reduced to kind of Rod, Jane and Freddie, like, sort of by 2020. Oh, now, now you've ruined those three names. You can't use those anymore. Rod, Jane and Freddie. <laughs> Imagine if you couldn't repeat the same words. They're all on a computer screen, slowly disappearing. You just sort of end up in a sort of haiku by the end of this. <laughs> exactly. Hippopotamus. Very clever. Oh, now that's gone now. Onomatopoeia, oh. that's gone. <laughs> no, it means... You know, I'll be honest with you, as much mm. as I love Absolute Radio, I've never quite worked out what the no-repeat guarantee is. Right. Well, on other radio stations, they just have the same playlist every hour, don't they? It just starts again at the beginning of the hour. Yeah, so well, maybe that's what that means. I, I, I mean, I just play... I get. I know I get four of my own picks every week. Four of week, your own? What are your which, four which today, is very Frank? exciting. Well, I think... Well, well, we were talking about people had to guess what they were. Right. But people got it so easily, we stopped doing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> That one, that Focus one that was playing. Okay. Focus are a Dutch prog rock band that was that playing is. when you came into the studio. I that like that a lot. Yeah, that's the first yodelling we've had on there. That's the good. Show. Presumably you've played She's Like the Wind by Patrick Swayze. That's been one of the I, I haven't. You've I probably haven't. gone through most of the soundtrack of Dirty Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> he loves Dirty Dancing. Do you? Yeah. I love no. Dirty Dancing. Can I tell you about this email I've got? Because I'm quite excited about it. Okay. Okay. It was sent in last week. The producer gave it to me. Tell me what you think of this, Katie. Okay. You're a bird. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. Clue that up. <laughs> yeah. See, I didn't want to commit because she's, the, she's the other side of the desk from me. I can only see head and shoulders. It's nice to have a girl in here. It could have been Anthony and the Johnsons for all I mean. <laughs> Do you do him? No. He'd be good He's doing do. himself, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel his fist and it feels like love and all that business. Oh, yes. I know. I think, wasn't that uh, the title of Ma- Muhammad Ali's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, what was your email? Okay. Emily. It's from someone called Joe. Mm. And he says, is Emily still single? Mm-hmm. Well, there's some debate about this, because Neil Francis, who's <laughs> on before us, has taken it... He's absolutely <laughs> convinced that Emily's lying about being single. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm not but lying. She, oh, she's so single, I can't tell you. How, how long have you been single, Emily? <laughs> oh, ages, about two years. OK. Mm. But oh. why a beautiful woman such as yourself? I know, it's a mystery. It I always, a mystery. If you have a friend who's single, who seems to you to be beautiful and intelligent yeah. and funny, you always think in a relationship they must be an absolute <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, carry on. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong, I have to say. Um, I, anyway, is Emily still single? I think she is funny. Mm-hmm. True, oh, I agree with that. We like that. Yeah. And what makes it even better? I saw her on your webcam, and she is gorgeous too. Oh, if she—it's mm. like wants... a fisheye lens. <laughs> <laughs> so it yes. makes you look like you've got cheekbones, but a very big nose. Yeah, that's it. Does, right. it's, okay. It does bleach everything out. Right. Like Banana Rama video, so it makes you look a bit younger. Oh, that's it, good. Or like Pamela Anderson programs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
If she ever wants a drink with a 25-year-old, hello, 25-year-old mm. primary school teacher, then let me know. Definitely, yes. Well, they've Shall got plenty yes. of spare time primary Absolutely. school. Absolutely. Long holidays, nice long holidays. Yeah, it exactly. Sounds nice, yeah, No think? marking, really, is there? No, first, first day of tick, term. dog, tick, exactly. whatever. <laughs> you know? That's those words you stop. <laughs> Very good if you saw yourself. Like, they're good at cleaning up. Okay. Yes, that's good. That <laughs> all was right then. Good at- First day of term, they just say there's the sand pit, and then that's it. Then, yeah, until, until- that's all, all up to the staff room for a big joint. Yeah. Well, so, um, but is it is it all right to do that to date through a radio? Yeah. Do you <laughs> I didn't know you check the legislation. <laughs> Joe's going to be he's going to be in a sort of a haze of sort of he'll be overwhelmed with feeling at his home now won't he do primary school teachers get overwhelmed with anything other than the smell of urine <laughs> oh god I don't know and by the way this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily and Gareth and what's more Katie Brand mm. is with us so what about that now I met Paul McCartney this week I'm Did telling you? everyone I meet yeah. I have to tell you I'm like the, the ancient mariner yeah. in that respect but you, you have a Paul McCartney link I have a very, very tenuous Paul McCartney link. They're the best. Yeah. My, yeah, six degrees. That's quite a good six degrees of separation, isn't it? Because Paul McCartney's got to have met a lot of people. Oh, God, yeah. Um, uh, my grandfather conducted a brass band for Yellow Submarine for Paul McCartney. Wow. A long, long time ago. I wasn't born. What, for the actual track? I'm not 100% sure. That's why I'm being a bit shif- shifty about it. <laughs> okay. The bit that goes... I'm not sure what it was. I don't know if it was for the actual Yellow Submarine track or whether it was for a brass band version of Yellow Submarine, which Paul McCartney needed for something. Yeah. But there were meetings and breakfasts and then a studio with a brass band, and that's what happened. Oh, there you are, I you like see? It. There we are. And I, I starred in Brass Off. Did you? Well, I didn't, but Paul Tonkinson. Oh, Paul, yeah. Stephen yeah. Tonkinson, Tonkinson. <laughs> Who I get mistaken for you do. all the time. You do look a bit like him. Yes. A little. Well, I've had a hard life. <laughs> <laughs> now, we were, um, we were talking about clothes shopping, weren't we? Now, I'm, I, I'm not assuming because you're a woman that you, you are into clothes shopping, Katie. But right. there, there was a phenomenon that um, Emily was talking about, which me and Gareth were, we were nonplussed. Okay. So I'd love to hear what you... Well, I, I sort of bond with the shop assistant so heavily <laughs> that I then feel obliged to buy something. Right. And obviously I couldn't do that because I, I don't... You know, I can't afford to just buy buy from every shop I go into. Okay. So what I do is I I say, oh, that, that's lovely. Could you just put it aside for me? And then I think they'll I'll leave the shop and they'll still like me and I won't have soiled the relationship or tainted it. I think we're getting a, a little insight into what Emily's <laughs> like in a relationship. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that could be, yes, yes. Mm. Will you put my run, love... Run, Joe, run while you still can. <laughs> Will you put my love to one side? <laughs> I'll be back for I'll it later. I'll be back for it, yeah, right. And I leave the shop and I hope he still likes me. Oh, oh my no. God. I think you could be right. Uh-oh. I think yeah, I think no, I don't do that. I don't do that. I, I'm extremely unfriendly to shop assistants, and I don't like any input. <laughs> or, um, I don't like any any kind of uh, sort of input or help or advice. I don't like shopping with friends. I don't like shopping with anyone. I just like buying clothes on my own and then wearing them with other people. <laughs> <laughs> that that is what I like. So I'm not, but I'm not really typical in that sense. So I'm a bit of an impatient shopper. But I do know what you mean. There is an embarrassment when you go into a very posh shop. Yeah. Where you feel like you're not really wanted there. There's a sort of pretty woman syndrome where they all kind of turn and look at you. Yeah. Gareth, do you have that a little bit? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. 
<laughs> so yeah, you know, I, I I could buy something here, but I'm not now. But I might come back. I'm yeah, gonna look yeah. Round, so if uh, someone's been know. particularly helpful and you just feel like you're kind of, you do feel like you're in a relationship that you don't want to be in anymore. Yeah, and uh, and you don't really know what to do, and you feel like they've invested a lot of time, and you're not. But um, but there is that thing of designer shops where you don't want them to think that you're not good enough to buy something they always think that but sometimes there's a panic buy where you buy something extremely expensive and inappropriate just to prove that you can Mm. and then never that's designer shops I feel bad about buying one of the nine items they've got in the shop (laughs) what you might (laughs) but I'm going to leave them a bit short (laughs) yeah my girlfriend buys things she never ever tries clothes on yeah she buys them and then tries them on at home and if, if they're the wrong size she takes them back yeah I, so I did that for a while and then, but I never took them back so I've just got piles of clothes with the I spend, you spend a lot of money that way yeah well she's got basically she's got a bag has always got things from Senza yeah. a bag in the bottom that if she's passing <laughs> she'll take back yeah. well you've always you, it's very dangerous going past Oxford Circus because you've always got to pop into Topshop haven't you just to have a look well, I'll tell come you out what, with a nosebleed when I used to be uh, on telly a lot I used to get clothing allowances so if, when I was doing the chat God, show it was a, it was a, it was a different was, time was for the you golden wasn't age, it? Yeah. the golden <laughs> age before the credit crunch we lived the life yeah. of Riley you and your flowers and candles budget <laughs> yes and uh, and I've still got those shirts and suits that from the chat show four oh, years God. ago so I thought there's no point you're like a dodgy MP you aren't you <laughs> <laughs> that's like the, ver- the c- comedian's version of fiddling your expenses the tax <laughs> Player owns those suits and shirts, Frank. Yeah, but God, I'm getting their wear out of them. <laughs> I have to say, they're threadbare. Absolute. Elbow, one day like this. <laughs> oh, no. Katie's caught me out. <laughs> the lack of enthusiasm. No, well, <laughs> my favourite curtain song, definitely. That Is one. it? Your curtain based song? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? So well, you know. those curtains wide. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them say. Yeah. I don't know, I haven't listened to it. <laughs> I, listen to I the think, lyrics, I think right? it, they must have made so much money out of Airplay, it should be one song like this a year cause it should see me right, I reckon, for them. <laughs> Does it sound like Aha, or is that my... No. Okay. Uh, oh, it's much better than them. My problem is I don't know my ahas uh, from my album. Oh, dear. So, oh, oh, Frank. I, can, oh, I have to say you were so way ahead of me there. And relax. <laughs> but I get... But, uh, yeah, that was so good. The, the question everyone asks you, Katie Brand, <laughs> yeah. is when you meet all these people that you so... so Mercilessly. Mercilessly. Lampoon. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Thank God you're here. You, yeah. She's got a different word. Those words are on her screen. I, yeah, that's I can't right. use them. No, that's just... Yeah, I'm, just they... I'm just quoting um, articles from The Sun. That's yeah. Right. Are, they all, are they all good fun and go, ha-ha? Yeah, I haven't met that many of them, to be honest. I, um, I've had good feedback from Adele, who's mm. very nice. And uh, I met Lily Allen in a restaurant, but I think we both left with our dignity intact. <laughs> what does it was mean? an awkward moment. Was it? Yeah. Oh, but it was fine. She's all right, really. Did you speak to each other? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what was even weirder was Andrew Lloyd Webber was sitting at a table a couple of uh, a couple of tables down as well. It was a very odd night. It was a very odd night. It did my head in. But the nicest person I met was Kate Moss. She's really cool. Oh, that's good. Everything that you think about Kate Moss is true. Really? Yes. No, not Your everything. Your eyes are I pretty glazed that. over there. That can't be. <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> well, she should be ashamed of herself. <laughs> yes, I know, Frank, but she isn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for her. Yeah, so. she's great. She's, she's really, nice. really good. She's I'm... really fun and sort of mischievous and naughty and... 
uh, good laugh. Yeah, she's great. I've never met Kate. I was in a restaurant once where she was, but as I was saying earlier on this show, I'm not very good at approaching um, celebrities. Right. Why? What, what do you do? <laughs> well, I just don't know. I don't know. What. I remember I was in a pub in Birmingham you once. Panic was, and punch them or something. And I t- the pub was owned by um, the bloke that played Benny in Crossroads, Benny Hawkins. <laughs> okay, well, if you can't oh, even approach him, then you have not hell with Kate Moss. I went over to him and we, sh- we shook hands, and the whole pub went silent oh, and no. looked at us shaking hands like, like it was a. a, a a in meeting Birmingham, of minds in Birmingham. <laughs> it was like that moment on the, the, the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel where, where God touches Adam's finger. It was like that was a little lightning bolt, and I can't cope with the stress of. Uh, of, of I know. I couldn't go up to Kate Moss. I imagine she'd be very off with me, and I always think they won't know who I am. That's yeah. what I always think. Well, but I, I sort of my worry about Kate Moss was I thought you know that thing about if if a lion could speak English, we, I, you know, we still wouldn't understand each other. I sort of felt like that. About you know, I've her. never heard that before. But I quite like yeah, it. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? If a lion could speak English, we still wouldn't understand them. Yeah, because mm. they're so different. But yeah. that's what I thought about Kate Moss. I thought we just won't have anything to say, and we'll sort of stare at each other and not be able, not have any common ground. But she wasn't like that at all. She was just really down to earth and nice and fun. Because it must be an odd life. Because she was wasn't she walking through an airport when she was fifteen or something, and someone went up to her and said, yeah. oh, "I'm going to make yeah. you a star." Would model. you like to be Kate Moss in yeah. the future? <laughs> Is that what someone said that to me? Really? <laughs> and I said, "Well, I don't know. What's the hours like?" And I, I just Almost did, none. I, just, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, just, I didn't want to stay up that. Long. No, no, sure, sure. And uh, the Pete Doherty thing was out of the question. Oh, dirty fingernails. Dirty, oh, dirty fingernails. Oh, dirty fingernails. Almost certainly. Oh, I've seen the evidence. Oh, have you really? Yeah. You've met them all, you have. Oh, well, you know. Oh, well, I'm glad Kate Moss If you stand around nice. in Hoxton for long enough. Yes. Is that the title of your memoir? <laughs> So, um, Gareth was talking about rabbits before. Brilliant segue, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, I, 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 this show is like, silk on it's like spinning plates. If yeah. I see one plate looking like it's going to fall off the bamboo stick, I give it a quick spin. Gareth. We had a tragedy this week. The world's biggest rabbit died. Uh-oh. Her new, name... Her new, name... News, new energy. What is it? The radio thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sad faces, everyone. We, um, yeah, but I've even if rabbits can speak English... We, we would know. We would know. We would. No, I think we stand a better chance than with lions, though. Yeah, she was the. She was on um, like record breakers, but in Italy. Um, okay. And she had. Um, and she was appearing on that, and then that night in the hotel room, she died. Oh. <laughs> was she alone in the hotel room? That sounds very rock and roll. Yeah, I know, like an overdose. Yeah, there were oh. painkillers found by the bed. painkillers found by the bed. With, yeah. with a bit of mash. A bottle of gin. And a rabbit mash on the side. <laughs> oh, no. oh. Pellets all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Degrading last moments. But a great death considering it happened during the World Snooker Tournament. <laughs> In the sun it said tragedy for her 32 kids. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> Let me see that. <laughs> Where? Oh, yes, it does. Oh, Tragedy for her 32. <laughs> I bet they're big, aren't they? <laughs> well, the next, that's the thing, Alice. Well, they've got to find daughter. them all and tell them. Her daughter is now the biggest. Alice is two inches longer than her, well, so she was, oh, well. she was about to lose her crown. It's a tragic story. Well, mother-daughter relationship's always yeah. very difficult. That's clearly a sort of Lucretia Borgia yeah. murder. <laughs> Killed her mother. Look, that, that, that's it Katie's been great seeing you again I love nice. you oh thanks I man. love Katie as well oh, oh good that's a lot of love 
Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I love all of you. Yeah, because Emily doesn't normally like other women. Oh, really? Shut up. <laughs> Get in touch, get in touch, please. Yeah, oh, no, I'm very keen on that. You know, on, on Blind Date, they had, like, the first um, the first Blind Date wedding. Oh, don't put any oh. pressure yeah. on him. No, but it needn't be a wedding. Okay. The first the first Frank Skinner yeah. on Absolute Radio on date, I'd be happy with. Yeah. We, we, that's it, anyway. Uh, thanks very much, Katie. Thank you and uh, we'll be back next week, and hopefully West Brom will still be in the premiership. Good day to you. <laughs>